Well, welcome, brothers and sisters. Uh, I would like to share this week what's been on, been on my heart, and that is the spiritual journey, the spiritual walk. Uh, I am always trying to find points of spiritual entry, like you know, a spiritual portal, so I could I could step into that spiritual walk. So when I read my Holy Scripture, I'm I'm always looking for some spiritual place that I can transition from the world into a spiritual moment. And I try to let that spiritual moment take me as as deep and as far as I can go. So I'd like to share with you a very familiar story in John. It's John 8 and 1. It starts, it goes through 11. It's a, the story about the adulterous woman. We've all heard the story, I believe, and the story has some very interesting and unique moments in it. And, of course, the last verse of this story in John 8, 11 is um, so powerful and, and so profound and poignant that uh, you could spend a lifetime just meditating on that. I would like to bring your attention to a few other points in this story prior to that and the first one is the story really opens with Jesus who's in the temple and all the people come to him and he sat down and taught them the scene is he's teaching people there in the midst of teaching people these scribes and the Pharisees they brought unto him a woman taken in adultery and when they had set her in the midst in the middle of all that crowd they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what saith thou? They said this, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. A very interesting action the Lord takes. Because what he's doing is, is he's trying to let everything kind of simmer down a little. He's trying to just bring the temperature down. Because here he was teaching. So they distract him from his teaching. There's people around him that he was teaching. Now in the midst of those people is this adulterous woman. And then there's these people from the temple saying, oh, she's a sinner, and we caught her in the act, and, you know, the law says we should stone her. I mean, if that's not a boiling pot, I don't know what is, but the Lord knows. <laughs> the Lord always knows. I just love reading what the Lord does, always. So uh, what does he do? Hey, he stoops down uh, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted himself up and said unto them, hmm. He stands back up, and I can only imagine he's looking at these people, these men, straight in the eye. And he says to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And here, once again, his action of, of lowering himself and somehow riding on the ground tracing something on the ground. What he's doing is he's saying, look, not only am I allowing you to cast a stone, 
but I'll get out of the way. But here's the condition. Whichever one of you is without sin, go ahead, throw a stone. I'll step aside. She's right there. You can't miss. Cast that stone. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, <laughs> went out one by one, beginning at the oldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And they went away, one by one, starting with the oldest. <laughs> the longer you live, the more the more the probabilities you're going to sin somewhere along the way. So uh, the oldest knew right away, well, you know, uh, I, I'm not without sin. And it, it, it trickled down, and it got down to the last. And they all left. And still Jesus is there with the woman in the midst of all the people he was teaching. And when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And she said, oh, she says something powerful here. She said, no man, Lord. And I can only imagine this woman in the midst of this crowd, this group of people he was teaching, looking down at her feet, not willing to stare anybody in the eyes or gaze up. I can only imagine her at this point, you know, now there's some relief that these men have left and, and they're not going to stone her. But then the reality sets in that all men sin, so who could, who could stand there as an accuser? But now no man has accused her, Lord. The Lord in all his might, in all his authority, he can judge. He is justified to pass sentence. And now, that moment of what will come. And she must have been trembling because it's the Lord who's going to pass judgment. No man but the Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. That must have been a weight off her back. That must have... Uh, Taking that moment of, you know, just before you're going to, <laughs> you're going to go to the executioner. And now you're completely pardoned. You're forgiven. He's not going to condemn you. And he says, as Christ always says, simply go. And as she steps, as she gets that first step to walk away, he adds, and sin no more. Ah, oh, that verse 11 of John 8, it's uh, it's profound, it's powerful. As I say, you can spend the rest of your life just contemplating that. But here's where I really want to get to that spiritual door that many times is, is present, and we just kind of move by it. It's the men that bring her to him. And the Bible says that they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one. They're convicted in their own conscience. They know they're sinners. They know that. It's there in their conscience with them. And they allow the greatest moment of a spiritual life to pass them by. 
the greatest moment of their spiritual life, of my spiritual life, if I was there, to pass me by. Because yes, I'm convicted of it. I know that I'm a sinner, but there is Jesus. Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the Christ. There is, as they called him, the Master. That's what they called him in the scripture here, the Master. But none of them, though being convicted in their heart, none of them fell to their face and asked him for forgiveness. None of them fell to their knees and wept and asked him for forgiveness for their sins. None of them took that opportunity. An opportunity of an eternity, you know, to say, yes, I know I'm a sinner, and to ask the Lord for forgiveness. For me, that's the spiritual portal. That's the entry point. It's where we can bring things up, and in life then, where we see them, they hit us, we know, oh, I'm, I'm off base on this. I, no, I'm, this is wrong. But instead of taking the next step, though we recognize it, though we understand it, though it's hit us, instead of taking the next step in that moment to say, forgive me for this, pardon me for this, I should have never done this, to seek that forgiveness right then, right there, for the mistake I made, for the error I had, for the misjudgment I had in trying to trip up the Lord, the Master, as they called him, I just walk away, shaking my head in shame. Oh, but what good does that do me? I recognized it, but I didn't act upon it. I knew I was guilty, but I didn't ask for forgiveness. I just turn my back on Christ and I walk away. That to me is a powerful moment. And those are moments in our lives where we find ourselves at the same point where we've done something and then right then and there it hits us and we recognize, uh, I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. It doesn't have to be a, a big moment, a big a big event like this was. And they made it a big event because they're trying to trip up the Lord. But it doesn't have to be a big event, you know. It could be as simple as, <laughs> as simple as cutting somebody off on the road and knowing willfully, you know, I did that and I should have just had some more patience and tolerance and uh, I should have some temperance to myself and I should just allow the other person to go forward. That's simple. And then then later it hits your conscience after you cut them off. You think, ah, I shouldn't have done that. But it's those things that we do. These men that brought that woman to Christ, then they were in their conscience being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one. Christ didn't convict them. The woman didn't convict them. The crowd didn't convict them being convicted by their own conscience. And how many times have we been convicted by our own conscience and we just turn around and walk away, shaking our head? We don't, uh, we don't do anything about it. We don't seek forgiveness for the conviction we have. We don't seek to amend that with our brother or sister. You know, we don't, see, we don't take the time to 
make it right or attempt to make it right. That's the real spiritual moment right here in this story. I thank you for listening and peace be with you.